everybody. This is Wendy Poling, and you're listening to the Military Spouse Show with Krista Wells, the Military Spouse Coach, and myself. Welcome to the show, and we're so happy that you're listening in today. Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited to be here tonight. Tonight we're talking about how military spouses can rev up their morning routine and why that matters. Like, why does it matter to have a great morning routine? So I'm really happy to be here. My husband, um, 20-year 20 years in the Marines, gets up every morning at 5 o'clock, and I'm not kidding, and (laughs) reads and has a whole morning ritual. And I've always been a little bit jealous of his morning routine. So just recently I was playing around with how do you spice up your morning routine? And Wendy and I came up with what we think are some great tips to share with you all if you two are also thinking about changing up your morning routine. Yes. And you're going to be surprised by these tips because at first, you know, we were thinking very tactical. You do this, then that, and then this, and then that. And this is a little, our tips today are going to take it to the next level. And that's what we're just so excited about. As military spouses, you know, we have so many things to balance. And we're often facing a deployment and that's stressful. Some some of us are going to be moving this summer. So you're thinking about the upcoming big move and it's easy to just get into this mode of where we're taking care of everybody else and then we end up neglecting ourselves, and that's not good. So I think, you know, I hear this a lot from my military spouse friends, and I feel this way too sometimes, is that, you know, we want to spend more time taking care of ourselves, but we just don't even know where to start. And so in the morning is one of the places where we can start. So that's what today is. We're going to focus on that. And I love that. And I feel like our morning routine has to be so individualized. I am not, you know, maybe it doesn't work for me to get up at five and read for two hours like it does my husband. So tonight we're going to talk about how there's different examples of what you can do in the morning. And at first I was trying to copy my husband, and it just left me real tired. When the kids got home from school, you know, some people work out early in the morning, and I've tried that, and it doesn't always work. So I feel like the the whatever routine you're going to make you have to be have to be very personal personally fulfilling to you and i went around even reading about different articles on wildly successful business women that were you know what were they doing for their morning routine and a guy from american idol i read that he gets up every morning and has this kale shake and so i tried that for a couple of days and nothing really was sticking so i feel like there's no one size fits all solution. It was one of those things where I'm like, well, I'll try it, I'll try it. But what I found was that um, until I tried our tips, nothing really stuck. So that's why I'm really excited to share them. And we, you know, we read about other successful women and we developed the tips today, not from, like you said, not from a one-size-fits-all, but that the important thing is why do you want to get up and set your day up for success and it's important to think about the things that really motivate you and hopefully these suggestions will just give you some ideas on how you can sit down and you know even sketch it out on a piece of paper this is you know what my ideal morning would look like you know think about what you're how you're waking up now and then how ideally um, you know the successful you how would the successful you wake up and what would that look like and begin to be thinking about that as you move forward so our first tip for today is it's really kind of the underpinning of the other, of, you know, of the five tips, and it's add something inspirational. You're not going to get up for long if you're not really, really inspired. If my primary goal for the year doesn't have to do with my health, then I'm probably not going to get up for long and make those kale shakes. 
So you're going to be first, like before you even think of why you want to have a morning routine, you want to have a life vision, you want to have a goal that maybe uh, you're a goal. I do my goals seasonally, so I'll be thinking about my winter goals. You're going to get up. You're not going to get up early unless you're inspired. So the first thing is you have to figure out what's going to inspire you. And inspiration is about determining your goals and just going for them. That's all inspiration means. So you're not going to jump out of bed and do anything if you aren't feeling that inspiration. So we can give you a new recipe or suggest that you do these tactical things that Wendy was talking about. You know, maybe that would be praying, writing, meditating, saying affirmations in the mirror, which are all great things. But if you aren't inspired um, and really energized by the goal that you're working towards and the desired lifestyle you're trying to create for yourself, chances are you won't stick with that plan. Clients will say, but how do I do this? How do I get inspired about something? Um, Because maybe they have tried a few things, like myself, and hit that brick wall, like you were just saying, Wendy. And so what do you do? How do you get inspired? So what you want to do is think about what you want to attract into your life. And it's so easy for us to think about what we don't want in our lives. Oh, I don't like that job, or I'm really frustrated with partner, or this or that, or this friend is really draining. But it's hard to think about what we do want, what's exciting, what's fulfilling, what do we want to improve upon. Uh, Maybe there's a transition we're ready to make. Uh, Maybe we are ready, we've decided that we want better health. It's not just a empty, empty words, or we've made, I always feel like it's different when we say, I've decided that I'm going to focus on my health and that wording. Um, I've decided I really want to improve my relationship with my spouse and put energy into that. I've decided I want a more fulfilling career. So when you make those inspirational decisions and you get really clear about what you want, the whole morning routine is going to just intuitively come to you, I promise you. It's so much easier because you're so jazzed and energized to get up because you have this goal to look forward to. So then your actions and the things that, you, that you're that you going to take throughout the day just seem they're more, you know, your priorities are easier, your mood is elevated, so you kind of just woke up and set the stage for success. And then, of course, you want to do some things that kind of provoke the feeling that inspires you. So it's going to be different for everyone. Um, I love tea, so maybe it's making, you know, getting up 15, 20 minutes before the kids get up and before all those alarm clocks are off, and I have, I have four young kids, so that 15, 20 minutes of quiet is wonderfully inspiring. And maybe I'll make a <laughs> cup of tea. Maybe I'll read from an inspiring author that puts me in the right mood, um, listen, to, listen to a show. I, I try to stay away from the news. It might be a show like um, I listen to Joyce Meyer's Ministries or I listen to something that is, like, uplifting. Uh, or maybe I just want to write in my journal, Um I love, love, love a book by Julia Cameron called The Artist's Way. And she talks about a concept in there called Morning Pages. And it's just about free writing in the morning and getting your thoughts onto paper. And I find that when I'm doing that, when I'm practicing the art of Morning Pages, I'm very inspired. So that would be my first tip to just, before you do anything else, think about if if you're not ready to get up early, then you're probably need to go backtrack and think about, I have to have a more energizing goal. I have to have a more energizing life vision because the way the people that are getting up and having these incredible morning routines, they're usually very goal-oriented people and they're headed towards something. So that always makes it easier to get up and get yourself. It's worth getting yourself up early and into that mood that's going to set you, set you flowing through the day wonderfully. 
So, Wendy, why don't you um, share our next tip after you're inspired? Our second tip for you is to, after you're energized and you've done something inspirational, the next thing is to add some reflection to your routine. This is really spending some time to consider what your life vision is, to get a vision in your mind that's going to excite you even more. For example, what that looks like is what are you trying to work on this year or, like Krista, your seasonal goal for winter or this week or maybe even that specific day. So this time in the morning when it's a fresh morning and it's a brand-new day, it's a great time to consider your destiny and your long-term future and your goals that are you've you've spent so much time thinking about, you know, how you've crafted them so you can get to your, you know, ultimate desired, you know, lifestyle that we talk about. So spend some time in the morning just touching base on your goals to kind of remind yourself, like, where you're at, what you're working on, maybe tweak a little bit, maybe you had a new idea or woke up with a new idea, you know, write that down and just meditate on that. And what this will do, it'll just remind you of the direction in which your life is headed instead of thinking about all the to-dos that you have to do that day or what are you going to wear or how long your drive is or, you know, what you're going to make for breakfast, all that stuff. Just put all that on hold and spend some time doing this part. Uh, We feel that when you dedicate the time to think about what your vision is, it'll make you more present in your life, and that'll set yourself up to fulfilling the destiny that you really want to desire, that that you desire, and you can get a vision and picture yourself what's, you know, that feeling of that desired life that you're looking for. And uh, we come up, we came up with some suggestions like before, so you can you know spend time writing in your journal. You can meditate, you can pray, you can even you know plan out what your daily big frog is, like Krista says, like what's the big thing you want to get done that day. And I've been reading Joel Osteen's book, and if you're reading that book too, and you want to do your I am statements, you know I am blessed, I am strong, I am disciplined, I am all those little you know I ams. It's a great time to do that too. So I am the head and not the tail, all those good ones. <laughs> so, yeah, I love number I love, two. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I like that, uh, for me, it never worked to do my big frog right in the morning because I felt like, no, I have to get four kids breakfast and I have to do this and I have to do that. But if I figured out when, if I figured out before everybody got up, when later in the day I'm going to do kind of the most important action plan for that day, um, I'd always feel good like jotting in my calendar. Oh, I can I can do that between three and four. I can make that call or I can do whatever. So at least for me, it was getting it in, you know, squeezing it into calendar, even though I think the real meaning about the big frog was that you actually woke up and did it. I, I have a feeling that author is probably doesn't have four kids. <laughs> but um, number three is to add some action into the morning. So that is like the doing. You know, we have all this, okay, here's my vision, here's my goals, I'm energized, I have a plan. But what really lowers anxiety is to get into action. And even if we're not taking perfect action, just the fact that we're taking action lowers anxiety. And also, the more that we do something, let's say our goal is that we want to be a better communicator at work. Well, one of the ways that we get motivated is if we take action on something and do it, and each time we do it, we're getting better at it. So that's motivating. So we want to make sure that we're not spending all of our morning or days um, 
you know, dreaming about our goals and planning about them that we're actually figuring out a way to get into action. So setting aside some time to actually master your craft, whatever that is, um, and connect the dots back to your goal. So how can you become the best you you can be? This is what you're thinking about. Well, you have to create some healthy habits to do that, that support the success that you're after. So it's going to be different depending on your goals, but when you get into action, you're going to be much, um, that's another way that you continuously energize yourself because you see yourself making progress. And the morning is such a great time to think about a little doable action um, or at least getting the actions that you want to do later in the day into your calendar and then the ones that are, you know, five minutes or less, you're actually doing them. And this motivation is contagious. So if you're working in one area of your life, like your health, then all of a sudden you see yourself, you start taking action with your finances and you start taking action with your work goals and it becomes very contagious and it trickles around because all of a sudden when your bills are being paid on time and you're going to the gym every day, that work goal is easier as well. We all know that domino effect. So um, let's say you your goal is to play the piano. Maybe you practice for 10 minutes every morning. This is something new to my husband. He, After 20 years in the Marine Corps, he's like, I think I want to learn to play piano. And he started taking piano lessons, and now I hear him playing for just a few minutes every morning. So as he, you know, a couple months ago, it sounded pretty bad. But now it's starting to sound nice. Um, so that's probably motivating for him to all of a sudden he's hearing himself actually, you know, play something nice on the piano. So my suggestion is that you think something, like if your goal is health, it should be in the health area. If your goal is in the financial area, try to pick up, you know, a wealth action. But you take some little action that is linked to your goal and maybe you piggyback it along with something else you're doing. You brush your teeth every morning, so then just add this other piggybacked great habit. Like um, I started taking, um, after I brushed my teeth, out a big glass of water because you're supposed to drink all this water. So I get one glass of water out of the way and I take a fish oil supplement because my husband's doctor friend at the gym said it was so healthy to do that and it's so easy. <laughs> so I just added that little I love that, yeah. All of a sudden you feel like I'm doing something for my health, like something really easy in the morning. Um, maybe you want to, you know, if you're that businessman and you're trying to work on your business communication or business limits, Maybe it's you sign up for an online class that teaches business writing skills. Something like that where you can, you know, log in and do it outside of work and it's a little something that you can get done in the morning. So whatever it is that you want to think of a simple, you know, depending on how early you get up, a little time frame that you can actually put an action item right in there. I love this idea. And for me, I wrote down like what thing I could do in the morning to create action in just terms of health, you know, doing some stretches in the morning. And then for my ride is to really sit down and be thoughtful on a couple of podcasts that I can subscribe to so I can listen to them on my way in to work. So I'm like bettering my craft. I'm listening to, you know, topics that would help us book new guests or increase my knowledge in certain areas increase my knowledge around social media, that kind of thing. So for me, I, those are the two things I wrote down, and um, I'm excited to be thoughtful about them. So that's an awesome, Wendy. And I love Wendy's example because if we don't, if she doesn't take that five minutes in the morning while she's sipping her tea and planning out her day and be thoughtful about what she's going to listen to on the car ride 
to work and what skills she maybe wants to develop, like this particular month. Maybe she wants to, you know, have marketing Mondays or Tuesdays she listens to whatever. But if she doesn't plan that out, um, chances are yeah, then I'll listen, to, with I'll listen to Z- news and talk radio and, you know, maybe something <laughs> Z100, that's not going to Yeah, Elvis in the morning. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I can do that for a little bit. And maybe you'll have downtime Fridays, which is fine, but have it be thoughtful. I mean, it's okay to plan, you know, if your leisure time is listening to a, you know, great novel, that's fine too. But the point is that you want to, when you can, use your time, leverage that commute, leverage the time to learn something. And you probably already have, um, you already have a goal written down. So think about how can, you know, how can you break that down even further and be thoughtful about it. So that is really... It's really such a good thing. And that leads into our next tip, number four, which is add some balance. Everybody that has heard me talk about coaching before, I'm all for being (laughs) off balance, and I'm completely okay with it, and I'm okay when my clients tell me they're all off balance, and I think I'm I'm an off balance mom of four, and that's fine. But when we... The morning is such a great time to because we're re, we're already you know if we're following these five tips we're already kind of checking in with our goals where are we at we're we're energized we're connecting the dots our actions are aligned with our goals we're starting our day in this with this really positive energy but what can start to happen is as we're growing in one area we're working on our health and we're you know drinking the extra water and taking the vitamins or we're working on our career and taking all these online online courses on on communication all of a sudden maybe our spouse says hey every morning you're on the computer for 20 minutes doing this online improve your writing skills at work but i need your help getting the kids breakfast or whatever it is so i'm not saying not to do our first three tips but as you're doing, as you're making growth in one area, inevitably sometimes the other areas of our life get off balance. So if we start going to the gym every morning um, and this is a new routine, you know, are the, are, is the kid's breakfast <laughs> going to be just oatmeal or, you know, versus what you were making before? So we have to think about it. And what I found works for my clients and myself and friends is that it's just to be verbal about, when you're off balance. So just check in with your partner. Now, maybe um, that's something like, hey, I'm coming to do my podcast tonight, and I tell the kids uh, you're having, you know, you're having sandwiches for dinner because mommy has to run into the office and record her podcast, but I'll be home to check you in and say goodnight. So it's like I'm checking in and I'm letting people know that while I'm moving forward that I haven't forgotten about them. Um, and I think that that's something where military all these different directions and so I feel like the best way to handle that is to keep moving forward towards your goal and let people know hey this is temporary or hey I'm working on this and how it ties into the broader family goal maybe you say oh I'm working a second job and I'm going to be late two nights a week but uh, as a family we're going to really tackle this other financial goal so it's temporary and everybody's kind of on board and that really helps and so in the morning, you feel like it's a good time to say, okay, I've spent this amount of time um, on one area, but let me check in on these two other areas. And I feel like most goals are in those categories of health, wealth, or personal relationships. So just do a quick check-in. How am I doing with my health? How am I doing with my wealth? 
how am I doing with my personal relationships? And regardless of what your bigger goal is, it's always good to have a, just a quick check-in in those three areas, and I think it helps um, kind of move people forward. And it gives you something to look forward to. Maybe you say, hey, I'm really busy, but, um, you know, you tell yourself, I'm going to be really busy on, on my commute. I can't talk on the phone anymore because I'm listening to these great podcasts. But let's plan a date for in two weeks, and then it gives you something to look forward to. So does that make sense to you, Wendy? Yeah, I love it. And, you know, we were talking earlier, you were sharing this, like, quote that you had found on a blog, the Lady Go, Go, Gaga blog. And so I wanted to read it to everybody because I, I feel like especially, <laughs> yeah. especially, I have a you friend, know, I have this friend, and she has, like, a famous blog. It's called Lady Go, Go, Gaga. And she has, like, 850,000 readers. I mean, she just it's just a very satirical blog. It's, meant, it's not meant to be serious. It's just kind of a poking fun at suburban motherhood. It's just, you know, it's just to, to make people laugh and crack up. But I laugh because <laughs> behind the scenes, I, I said, how does your husband feel and your kids about you um, blogging every single – she's been blogging every week for, like, three years or something. And I say, how do you find the time? I mean, she works full time. She has two kids. She's a busy mom. What was the quote, though, Wendy? Share it because it was funny. All right. So, well, every Sunday night, I leave dinner and a mess and unbathed children to blog. So, as usual, he says, it's Sunday night, and Angela Lansbury is typing on her typewriter while chaos ensues around her. <laughs> Talking about a murder she wrote thing. And so, you know, sometimes you're like, and, and we go through this, right? So you're like, can't you just handle dinner? Can't you just handle the kids for like a half an hour while I get this one project done? Or if we're on a roll and we've been working for like an hour on the computer and we just need 10 more minutes, then it's seemingly chaos is around us and our spouse is like, uh, are you going to be on the computer another 10 minutes? Like, hello, do you notice that there's like a fire going on over here? Um <laughs> And I used to tell Christian, I'm like, unless you're bleeding or, you know, but it's, but it's taking, it's being, it's like you said, it's taking a few minutes to explain ahead of time. Okay, so this is a sacrifice. This is what I'm going to be doing. But, you know, let's just do a quick check-in so you understand why. And then at the end, we'll figure out a way to make up the time, you know, whether it's spending more time together or just know I still care about you. It's a shared sacrifice, a shared commitment to this other thing, so everyone's on board. I really love that he has a sense of humor about it because I have clients where it's not as much a sense of humor. Like they'll actually say, hey, I don't want you to be selling all this, the you know, these military ornaments on eBay because it's taking so much, of, so much of your time up. And then what happens is she feels unsupported say, why don't you have the, you know, why don't we name this and have a conversation around it? And typically after she has a conversation where she says, hey, this is a long-term goal, I really think this could be a passive stream of income, like give me, you know, a couple months to show you that it works. And then when they get that buy-in and the whole family's on board, then all of a sudden they're like, hey, you know, go be busy with selling on eBay because all of a sudden it's an extra stream of income for the family. So I feel like it's, you know, it starts out as a joke, but I would even coach this blogger. I would say, say all this writing for three years, you know, now I'm going to write a book and it's going to be really successful and thank you for your support <laughs> with dealing with the chaos around me uh, and doing those check-ins because I think it is so good to just keep moving forward in in the area because she's going to be a much better mom and employ, you know, a worker and a mom and a, and a wife 
if she has that time to move forward on her goals, which is, you know, writing the blog. So I, I love whether you do it with humor or with a serious conversation. We want to make sure we're checking in on the on the health, wealth, and wisdom. And our last tip follows well after just, you know, sometimes we just have to laugh at ourselves and laugh at everything that's going on. We need to wake up in the morning and and think about what's going well and, like, really add some celebration. So I call this, like, celebration or you could call it gratitude, have some gratitude. But think about what in your life is already going so well because we don't want to wake up and start the day and be in that mood of, oh, my gosh, I have so much to do. This goal is so big. I have so much to work on or I really need to get a new job or I really need you know, really, I'm not to be happy until my husband's home or that kind of an attitude. We want to wake up and be like, you know what, I'm really grateful. I have my health. I'm breathing. I'm, you know, whatever it is, we can usually find something that to be blessed about and to feel grateful in, in that gratitude feeling. And when I was thinking about this tip, my husband and I were talking through these five tips. He he really helped me come up with these five tips, actually. And he Think about your grandfather. And he's like, oh, you're right. My grandfather, Oswald, is from Sweden. And he lived to be 100 years old. He just passed away recently. And he used to take a two-mile walk every day. I'm not kidding. Like, when sign, he was out taking his daily walk. Besides that being so good for your health and maybe part of the reason why he lived to be 100 and, uh, you know, in Europe, we, I think they, they sort of don't have that pace that we have here in America where they're like, go, 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 you know, attack your goals, do this, do that. But they kind of live in the moment, in the present moment more often, and I love that. But along his walk, I went to visit Sweden, and I was taking a walk with my grandfather. We don't even speak the same language. He speaks Estonian, and I speak, obviously, English. So we're walking and, and just being together, and he, I was watching him when he took his walk, and he would literally stop and smell the roses. And I kind of laugh because they tell my clients, you know what, you just need to slow down and smell the roses. But he <laughs> would literally stop on his walk and smell different flowers. And I, I loved love watching. I just loved watching him because he would really enjoy nature, just appreciate nature, take in being alive. Um, we stopped at this little bakery and got, like, some croissants, and he got me a little dessert thing, and I was nibbling on this dessert and this very delicious coffee. And we were just, like, taking it all in and being in the moment. You know, even though we were together and it was a very special trip for me, I feel like he, that's the way he lived. He lived by being in the present moment. I don't think he was thinking about his winter goals. I don't think he was really even necessarily, I mean, I don't know what he thinks about on his walk if he was reminiscing about the past and, and thinking about the future. But, I mean, the point was that he was so in the present moment, and how often do we forget to do that? So busy with the four kids and so busy thinking about what I have to do for work and so busy, and we've got a pack for this weekend and we're going skiing and it's so exciting, but when do we stop and really smell the roses? And I said to my husband, I think you should pick up some flowers from Trader Joe's and cut them and we should put them in a vase in the kitchen and smell them every once in a while. So, um, you know, maybe it's waking up and just opening the window and, and breathing in the fresh air. Right now we have like minus five temperatures, so I don't know if I'll be doing that this weekend, but, you know, what are we doing all these morning rituals and goals and everything for if we're not enjoying them, enjoying the moment? So how do you bring joy into your life? And I was chatting with Wendy earlier today. We were talking about 
that one of the most important things to be productive is to put yourself in the right mood that makes you productive. And I know Wendy's motivated by her mood. So if Wendy can get, you know, in a joyful mood, then she's going to be more productive all day long. So it's going back to the kind of the same as our first tip, you know, how do you get in that inspirational celebratory mood you know, wake up and enjoy the day and not think about what you're not doing well, but maybe what you are doing well. And some of the, um, you know, we've been giving suggestions, of if you can't think of anything, some suggestions are maybe if you're working on a, on a particular goal, rather than thinking about the sales that you haven't accomplished or the things that you haven't done, take, you know, a thank you note from an old boss that said you were wonderful or, like, I have clients that have written me, like you were, you were a lifeline for me during this time. Thank you so much. And if I post that up, you know, maybe I haven't gotten a new client in a couple of weeks, but it inspires me to read that. So it puts me in the mood. I go out into the world and I'm in that mood of, wow, this this person was appreciating the work that we did together. Um, I'm going to attract another client so much more easily than if I wake up and I'm not in the moment and I'm not feeling energized and I'm not feeling joy and I'm not thinking about all that I'm grateful for, but just, you know, that I'm in the mood of lack. So we don't want to wake up and be in the mood of lack. We want to be wake up and be in the mood to have our actions flow naturally, be able to slow down enough to follow our intuition, and to have those goals um, kind of just attract into our lives in such an easy, easy breezy way, like our last show, easy breezy goals. Um, so that's it. Yeah, like that will. I think that'll help you make your morning routine so much better than if you just write an artificial list of "I will do my affirmations," "I will get up early and read," "I will." When you don't have that thoughtful reasoning behind, well, why do you even want to do this? Why do you want to make a really killer morning routine? Because you want to have a really great day. Hopefully, you will be able to to try some of these and let us know. And my one of my closing thoughts is just to let you know if you want to practice this, I'm going to be offering a free teleclass. You can go to militaryspousecoach.com and my teleclass is the last Monday of the month, so it'll be uh, what's the date? It's the 29th because it's sleep year. So February 29th at um, noon Eastern I'm going to do a class where you can actually, you know, come and get some, some personal free coaching on how to create your morning routine. So um, we'll be reviewing these five tips, and then you can actually write out what, you know, the the actual examples will be your own. So you can walk away with a piece of paper and post it up on your your nightstand. This is what your, you know, ideal morning would look like, and you would have a little list of what you would love love to have as your five things that you do in the morning. So I hope any of you, you know, everyone's invited. It's free. One of the girls at work got flowers delivered because, you know, we're facing Valentine's Day on Sunday. And normally, I don't think I would have stopped to smell those flowers. I think, you know, because we've been preparing for this show and talking about stopping to smell the roses, literally. And so I walk up to her bouquet, and it's this cute, beautiful bouquet. It's got lilies, and it has roses in there and some other flowers that I don't know the name of, but it's all different shades of pink and red and so I asked her, I said, which flower is most fragrant, do you know? And she's like, I haven't smelled them. I'm like, well, come on, let's smell your flowers. <laughs> so <laughs> I I smelled the lily and the roses and the flowers, and I determined that in this particular bouquet, it was actually the red ones, the red um, roses that smelled the most fragrant. 
But otherwise, I think I would have just scooted on by and just thought, oh, those are pretty flowers, but wouldn't have taken just a second to to smell them. And what it did for my mood, it just made me focus on something different than the pressures of the work day. And it just smelled so good, and I just made me smile, and I thought, this is just so, so, so neat. So I know it sounds kind of hokey, people, but I just feel like maybe try it and then let us know what you think because... It's those little things that make a difference that put a smile on your face and kind of remind you that don't sweat the small stuff and everything is small stuff, you know, that that saying that's out there. So these are all yeah, great, Krista. No, I love all these so tips. True. It's, but I'm so excited because I feel like my goal is to get other people to stop and smell the flowers, and now I feel like it's already working. <laughs> it is working. Um, okay. It doesn't have to be big, expensive kind of bouquet can just be something small anyways i just had to tell you you know metaphorically stop and smell the flowers like what can you look around and just be so grateful for and so happy about um that we forget like maybe it's the air freshener in your car that puts you in a good mood maybe it's you know some silly little thing but i feel like if we don't stop and say hey these are the good things you know then we're kind of i don't know we're shortchanging ourselves because we're just zooming through life at this fast pace and we're not stopping and taking any of it in. So I just think that that's so important. Well, everybody, here's just a quick recap of the tips for tonight on how you can rev up your morning routine and why it's so important. The first one was add something inspirational. Number two, add some reflection. Number three, add some action. Number four, think about balance. Number five, don't forget to celebrate. So add some celebration. Those were our five tips, and we'll have a blog post that will go up along with the show notes that accompany this show. And we just want to say thank you, friends, for listening to this episode of the Military Spouse Show. We invite you to to check us out on our websites and on Facebook. For Krista, you can visit militaryspousecoach.com or mymilitarylife.com to reach me. We're refreshing the Military Spouse Show website, so that'll be coming soon. If you want, you can tweet us on Twitter. You can use the hashtag Military Spouse Show, hashtag Military Spouse Show. So that's how you can connect with us on social. So thanks, Krista. This is awesome. I'm so excited about this show. I'm hopeful that it's going to help a lot of spouses. I know it helped me a lot. Thank you so much. It helped me, too. It was really good, and now I'm less jealous of my husband's morning routine because I have my own. That's very cool. All right. All All right, everyone. You've been listening to the Military Spouse Show. Just a quick reminder, catch Krista's next free teleclass on February 29th at 12 p.m. Eastern by going to themilitaryspousecoach.com and clicking on events. Thanks again for listening and hanging out with us tonight. We'll catch you next time.